WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. St. Joseph City Commissioners have passed on a proposal to allow the parking of RVs and other recreational vehicles in residential driveways. At a Monday meeting, commissioners considered a zoning amendment that would clean up and clarify some language pertaining to parking. The entire issue was brought to the Planning Commission's attention last summer by then-resident and current commissioner Michael Fernandez. He requested that the rules be changed to allow RVs to be parked in front yard driveways. The Planning Commission came back with language this week that still would not allow it. Mayor Brooke Thomas said Monday while she personally would have no problem with RV parking in the city, she'll side with the unanimous vote of the Planning Commission. They do a lot of training. They put a lot of thought and effort into these types of things. So I have a hard time going against what the Planning Commission is recommending, especially an 8-0 to vote. Other commissioners agreed with Thomas. Fernandez told us at least he tried. I felt that it was a opportunity to send a message that families, whatever it is you want to do here, come to St. Joe. I think it's it's important to building our future that we bring more families in, and I thought that what I was proposing was in line with that goal. During the meeting, Fernandez said allowing RV parking and driveways wouldn't hurt anyone. Plus, he noted the current rule against it is only enforced when there's a complaint. Commissioners instead approved the Planning Commission's recommended zoning amendment without the proposal from Fernandez. The vote was 4-1, to one, with Fernandez voting no. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services is expanding its Michigan Chemical Exposure Monitoring Project into Benton Harbor and Benton Township. The MyChem project aims to gather data on the amount of certain chemicals in the blood and urine of Michiganders, including lead, mercury, and PFAS. Department environmental epidemiologist Rachel Long tells us they select areas of the state for testing based on statistical models. They want to get a statewide picture of what chemicals people have been exposed to. We know that Michigan has a legacy of industrial activity. We know there are sites of contamination across the state. This project is simply trying to get a representative sample across the state so we can understand Michigan as a whole, understand whether there are certain groups that are more exposed than others, whether there are any trends over time that we can see in chemical exposure. Benton Harbor and Benton Township residents can expect to receive information in the mail in the next month asking if they'd like to participate in the program. Those who do will be asked to fill out some forms and go to an appointment to give blood and urine samples for testing. They'll get the results, as the state tests for 197 chemicals. Plus, participants will receive $65 Visa gift cards. Long says the MyChem program will continue through the summer. It's hoped the program's findings can lead to new public health policies. A civics education project from Chicago is coming to Benton Harbor and St. Joseph this weekend. 25 students representing high schools from across Chicago will travel with the Mikva Challenge to the area. They'll spend two days learning about local elections and getting firsthand experience in campaigns in the lead-up to the Michigan primary. Carla Rubalkova with the Mikva Challenge tells us the group teamed up with the Michigan League of Conservation Voters to find local candidates. They're getting on the opportunity to partner with some community organizations in Benton Harbor to think about and learn about how door knocking and canvassing work and then some opportunities to talk with Marin County commissioners, city officials from St. Joe, some state representatives, and to really have a firsthand experience in learning about how you go out and talk to community members and make our democracy happen. Rubelkova says the Mikva Challenge was started by former federal judge Abner Mikva to help prepare young people to be community leaders. The students coming to Southwest Michigan this weekend will spend Saturday campaigning for local candidates through phone banking and canvassing. On Sunday, they'll join local elected officials for a breakfast hosted by the Michigan League of Conservation Voters, and they'll campaign for local candidates. The Mikva Challenge says of the students who complete the program, 77% volunteer in their community, 
and 90% voted in the last presidential election. There's a major renovation project planned at the Public Safety Building in Hager Township. The Township Board of Trustees Monday approved the $581,000 project to make way for ambulance personnel. Township Supervisor Izzy DiMaggio tells us a new agreement with four other municipalities now has Hager Township served by Medic 1. Part of that deal was that an ambulance crew would always be stationed in the township to improve response times. To do that, we had to make provisions for Medic 1 ambulance crew to be there, to live there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. DiMaggio says a goal was to avoid spending any general fund dollars on this work. The township found some partners to help with the expense. Our Riverside DDA, Downtown Development Authority, has graciously approved spending up to $450,000 towards the project. The North Berrien Fire Board has voted to contribute $100,000, and Hager Township will use about $100,000 in federal ARPA funds for the project. DiMaggio says the renovations will include the addition of new office space, storage, and a training and meeting room. It will also lay the groundwork for a further expansion if the township hires any full-time firefighters. Work's expected to be finished in the fall. And it took the support of the entire community to help the Van Buren County Historical Society repair its museum in Hartford. Society President Sandra Merchant tells us the museum was damaged in a storm in June of 2022 with much of the roof ripped off. Since then, the roof's been replaced and additional work's been done inside the building. Merchant says most of the archives initially damaged were saved. Remarkably, we did not lose a lot of things. They dried out the paper by freezing it and then returned it to us in boxes. And we're in the process of resorting and reclassifying. Merchant says the Historical Society leases the building from Van Buren County, which has it insured. However, support from the community has also been helping. The Historical Society could use a little more help as it prepares to move back into the museum. We're planning on reopening in June. We have a lot of cleaning to do. Everything that was boxed up has to be put back, and the work on the rooms that were damaged is fantastic. They look better than they did, but everything has to be moved back into them. Merchant says they'll need Merchant says they'll need those with expertise in fabric preservation and woodworking, as well as people who can just move items around and help dust and arrange. Everyone's invited to a meeting at the Van Buren County ISD Center in Lawrence at 7 p.m. on March 5th to learn how they can help with moving back into the museum. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg reports. WSJM News Now continues. President Biden today talked about Senate passage of the bipartisan supplemental agreement urging the House to take it up and pass it. The agreement would give aid to Ukraine, Israel, and others. Biden said Ukraine needs additional aid to fight the war brought on by Russian leader Vladimir Putin. More from ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden said the House should quickly pass the $95 billion foreign aid bill. I urge Speaker Johnson to bring it to the floor immediately. Immediately. The president said the bill gives critical, urgent funding to Ukraine for its fight against Russia and Vladimir Putin's, quote, vicious onslaught. Supporting this bill is standing up to Putin. Opposing it is playing into Putin's hands. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. President Biden says Donald Trump's comments calling into question the U.S. commitment to defend its NATO allies from attack were dangerous and un-American. Biden seized on the former president's comments that sowed fresh fears among U.S. partners about its dependability on the global stage. Speaking from the White House as he encouraged the House to take up a Senate-passed aid bill to fund Ukraine, Biden said Trump's comments about the mutual defense pact were dangerous and shocking. Trump said Saturday that he once warned that he would allow Russia to do whatever it wants to NATO member nations that are, quote, delinquent in devoting 2% of their gross domestic product to defense. 
Meanwhile, today, President Biden told reporters the U.S. is working hard to reach a deal between Israel and Hamas that would halt the fighting and bring home more Israeli hostages. The president said a first phase of this deal could set up talks for a lasting agreement to end the war. That U.S. effort is bringing all the key players together today in Egypt. The U.S. is working to get both Hamas and Israel to show more flexibility. Israel's daring hostage rescue mission that brought out two hostages alive in Rafah and threats of a looming offensive there could put pressure on Hamas to drop what the U.S. has called its non-starter demands. More from ABC's Jordana Miller in Jerusalem. Another U.S. push to reach a Gaza ceasefire and hostage release deal underway in Cairo. CIA Chief Bill Burns meeting Israel's spy chief, as well as top Egyptian and Qatari officials who are mediating for Hamas. Burns working to finalize the first phase of a larger deal that would pause fighting in Gaza for at least six weeks and free some of the 130 Israeli hostages, among them eight Americans. Jordan Anna Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. The National Weather Service reports the coastal storm that hit the northeast has dumped up to 15 inches of snow in some areas. The storm brought hazardous driving conditions, school closings, and flight cancellations today, along with some power outages. The nation's largest school system in New York City switched classes to remote learning but reported technical problems with the online system that prevented many students and teachers from logging in this morning. Boston schools were closed, although the storm shifted in the southern part of the state, got the brunt of the snow. More than 1,000 flights were canceled and accidents were reported across the region today. Morph maybe sees Mike Dubuski in New York City. It's the first winter storm warning for the Big Apple in more than two years, but that hasn't stopped one New Yorker, Andre, from walking the dog. He loves it, my daughter loves it, the whole family loves it. The National Weather Service is warning residents to use extra caution or to avoid travel if at all possible. Oh, no, today, I mean, it was shut down, so my daughter's school shut down, I'm staying home, so... Enjoying the weather. Public schools here are closed for in-person learning, though classes are being held remotely. Mike Dubosky, ABC News, New York. Donald Trump is calling for a shake-up at the highest levels of the Republican National Committee, and party leaders are taking it seriously. To be clear, it's not normal. Trump has yet to secure the GOP's presidential nomination, and just last week he and current chair Ronna McDaniel privately agreed that no major changes would take place until after South Carolina's February 24th primary. However, that didn't stop Trump from announcing a Monday on social media he wants McDaniel to be replaced by Michael Watley, the North Carolina GOP chairman. The new co-chair, Trump said, should be his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump. McDaniel has said nothing will change, at least until after South Carolina. Also, the RNC membership is not meeting where such changes could be formalized until this spring. Special counsel Robert Hur may be soon be called to testify before Congress about the way Joe Biden's handled classified materials. Sooner than that, House investigators want to get their hands on his work product, which ended in a determination that charges should not be brought against Biden. More from ABC Stephen Portnoy. House Republicans say they not only want to hear from Robert Hur, they want to hear any recordings he made of his interview with the president. A transcript is known to exist, but the White House and the president's private lawyer have suggested at least some of it may need to remain secret because the conversation with the special counsel touched on the classified materials that Biden had in his possession. And as new words develop in the English language, dictionaries have to constantly add or update words. Today, Dictionary.com added more than 300 new words and updated many others. More from ABC's Alex Stone. Do you know what girl dinner means? It's an attractively presented collection of snacks. How about bussin'? That means great and wonderful, like their fries are okay, but their burgers are bussin'. 
or Barbie core. Those are playful pink outfits. Dictionary.com has updated its database of words as culture evolves. There are 1,700 new entries. 327 of them are totally new words. So to be in the know, you should probably also know range anxiety, shacket, and keto flu. Alex Stone, EBC News.